From KLCC Studios, this is Oregon on the Record. I'm Michael Dunn. In some ways, we're spoiled here in Lane County. We're used to the eyes of the state, nation, and even world upon us during huge sporting events that we're lucky enough to enjoy all the time. U of O men's and women's basketball and football are huge draws, and of course, the world was fixated on Eugene during the World Track Championships. But it might surprise you to know that our region is a preferred destination to a whole galaxy of lesser known sports that, while not driving TV ratings or filling up huge venues, are still really important. Today on Oregon on the Record, you'll hear from Travel Lane County about how critical smaller sports are to this area, both financially and reputationally. We take for granted that outside of Autzen Stadium and Matt Knight Arena, there are wonderful resources in our community, but we also lack basic playing services that we need to address to keep our sporting environment healthy. Today on the show, you'll hear from Travel Lane County about the importance of lesser known sporting events to our region. In their opinion, we have world-class natural amenities to draw in such events as rowing, cycling, and more, but we also have a real problem with a lack of courts and other playing surfaces. So let's talk sports in Lane County with Travel Lane County. Andy Vibora, Vice President of Stakeholder Relations, and J.B. Carney, Senior Director of Sports for Travel Lane County. Thanks to you both for coming in and talking to us. Well, it's great to be here. Yeah. Thanks, Michael. Yeah. You know, Andy, let's start with you. Kind of talk about the overall objective of, you know, Traveling County, Eugene, Cascades to Coast in terms of, you know, courting and attracting sporting events to our region. Well, I'm going to even go a little bit broader than just sports for just okay. a minute, just to set that stage a little sure. bit for the audience. And that is Traveling County is a destination marketing and management organization for Lane County. And it's our charge to, to bring visitors to Lane County. Sports event uh, participants and mm -hmm. attendees are, are one of those target markets. But we also have conventions and meetings and also leisure travelers. So those are those three targets that Travel Lane County uh, goes after. And we market the region as the Eugene Cascades and Coast region. And okay. so uh, JB and the sports team works under the umbrella of the Eugene Cascades and Coast Sports Commission. Yeah, yeah. You know, talk about how important sporting events are of whatever size to our, you know, whether it, you want to talk about the economy or just the overall sort of perception, the brand, if you will, of, of our community. Yeah, great question. Uh, I think they're extremely vital. Um, I mean, I think even at kind of that top level, uh, the economic impact that they create for local businesses, uh, not just here in the Eugene Springfield metro area, but countywide, um, and then even outside of just overnight stays, you know, the, the flow of traffic once people are in destination, say, for a football game, out to the coast to experience Florence mm -hmm. uh, and the dunes, or maybe east up into, say, Oak Ridge or the McKenzie River Corridor. Yeah. But, but really beyond that, um, with the way sports operate these days, and it's not just the, you know, track and field events, football games at the highest level, but um, most sporting events these days are broadcast in some form or fashion. And so I think it's that exposure to the destination, maybe from, you know, people who are sitting on their couch across the United States and, uh, you know, the East Coast, and especially, you know, as we look at the uh, transition to the Big Ten and what that opportunity means to to the destination, just exposing us to a whole new audience. Um, and, and then beyond that, I think, you know, a lot of what we deal with uh, beyond the University of Oregon really is youth and amateur hmm. sports. And so I think there's an opportunity through these events that we bring in 
to really leverage them to build out uh, programming and infrastructure for our own local residents. Yeah. And I, I don't think people really have a good sense of these other types of sporting events, you know, because the big track meets, the sure. big football games, basketball games, et cetera, just kind of garner the headlines. And so when you tell somebody we just had the Pro Disc Golf Association Masters event here, they're just like <laughs> blown away, like, what, who? And, and these events, uh, you know, are attracted and courted by the Sports Commission and brought to oftentimes our smaller rural communities. And they rely on uh, visitors coming there and eating food in their restaurants. And, and so uh, it, it's uh, really fun to learn about these other kinds of events and how the Sports Commission helps those event planners uh, bring those to fruition. Yeah, we're going to get into that in a second. I'm going to reintroduce our guests here. We're talking to Andy Vabora. He's the vice president of stakeholder relations. And, and we're talking to J.B. Carney. He's a senior director of sports for Travel Lane County. I think what's interesting about sports, too, is like, you know, it could be a niche sport that maybe, you know, hundreds of people are interested in. They follow around. But of course, it brings them here. And then suddenly, they're like, oh, look, there's so much more to do in this community. It's, it's almost like a, I'm not sure of the right phraseology, but it's almost like that tent pole that provides other opportunities, doesn't it? You know, we really talk about sport as kind of our vehicle, mm -hmm. right? These events are our vehicle to bring these visitors into the destination. And, and oftentimes they're spending the bulk of their time, say, at Hayward Field, mm -hmm. Autzen Stadium, uh, at whatever the venue is where the competition is going on, but we want them to have just enough of a taste of, of Lane County and the destination to make them want to, to come back, right? Yeah. yeah, I think JB makes a great point there, and, and we've heard a lot of stories from people who came here from around the world for the World Athletics Championships who like just had a great experience and, and want to come back. And maybe, JB, you could just share about the young lady that came up for the Junior Olympics that we just learned about um, and, and her story. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually received a letter from a young athlete who was here this past summer participating in the junior Olympics. Uh, she was from LA, um, was, was here for the week with her family and had such a tremendous experience that she decided to do, uh, a report that her fifth grade class was asked to, to write on, uh, Eugene, Ooh. Hayward Field and just her experience in participating in that event. So it, it gave us the opportunity to send some, um, you know, some fun gifts and information on the community to help her with her presentation. Um, and, and in telling that story to some of our partners, uh, people have really stepped up and have offered to not only help us send stuff just to this young lady for her report, but for all of her classmates and teachers as well. So it just, it was a fun story to yeah. Well, it illustrates your point, Michael, that it just goes beyond just the event itself. So now this whole class of fifth graders is going to get information about uh, Tracktown USA. And, and it goes back to that branding question you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I kind of wanted to follow up with that. I mean, obviously, okay, we all know we're Tracktown USA. We all know we're, in many ways, for a, a middle-sized city, it's almost like we punch above our weight with certain facilities. Obviously, Autzen Stadium. Hayward Field, uh, Matt Knight Arena. I mean, obviously, with the university here, there's so many important events that happen. I mean, football is important. Obviously, the World Championships was extremely important, and that's great. Talk about uh, the synergy between those, you know, in some ways, internationally followed events with smaller sporting events that maybe cater to a niche audience, but kind of from your perspective, how it all kind of fits together. 
I'll go ahead and take uh, this question. You know, it's really interesting because, um, you know, we have these power brands that are mm-hmm. internationally known. Mm-hmm. I don't, I can tell you the last time I went on vacation and, and didn't see Puddles the Duck. <laughs> uh, or, or the University of Oregon logo. And, yeah. and so I think from that stance, we're extremely lucky. Um, but it's also, and I heard somebody describe it as kind of that Power Five curse where you have these world class facilities that host these top level events. But sometimes the rest of the community may get overlooked. And, and for our destination in particular, I mean, we're really underserved when it comes to traditional sports space and our ability mm. to not just host events, but really for our own youth to practice, play, participate. Um, so, yes, on one hand, we have world-class facilities that host great events. But on the other hand, you know, when we're out competing on the national stage and trying to convince these uh, event operators to come to our destination, we, we really struggle to, to compete with other hmm. uh, communities across the United States just because of a lack of that tradition, traditional sports space. Um, you know, and that's everything from indoor gymnasiums to outdoor flat fields and, and baseball, softball diamonds. And so we've really had to leverage the niche sports that we we have here in this community that have strong support from local clubs and that have that built-in infrastructure and and we're talking about uh cycling Mm. and that's everything from bmx to road cycling mountain biking up in the oak ridge area uh running beyond track and field the sport of rowing Mm -hmm. uh believe it or not dexter lake um is a sought out venue uh for rowing on the west coast um we, we mentioned um, disc golf earlier. We hosted the U.S. Uh, Professional Disc Golf Association's Masters Championship last year. Um, but, but these sports are ones that, again, are, are niche, but they allow us to host championship events, oftentimes in our rural communities, hmm. uh, and give us the opportunity to really tell the, the, the power of, um, of sports and sporting events and what it means to, to – our local residents. Uh, this is Andy. I, I agree with everything JB said, and I want to just kind of clarify for folks and maybe kind of drive home the point a little bit more about the lack of space because people may be confused. You know, we just had, you know, Civic Park built. They're getting sure. ready to put in the stands, you know, and that facility is awesome. Mm-hmm. We just had the YMCA open. It's beautiful. Yep. Um, and we, we do have collegiate facilities, but those aren't really available to us to to sure. maybe except for a limited amount uh, to be able to sell against. And so when we are looking at, again, trying to attract a basketball tournament that's going to bring in 20 or 50 teams, uh, we just don't have the facilities. Um, and the facilities like Willamette Lane who serve their population that are, you know, the community members that fund those facilities or the YMCA is they they just they're beautiful they serve the needs of their clientele but mm-hmm. they're not the same as serving the needs of the broader community both for practice facilities um, for weekly uh, play and also for these tournaments and so we are competing against communities just like Medford just to the south of us who just opened a brand new indoor facility bunch of basketball courts, two swimming pools. They can hmm. host swimming events, basketball events. They've invested a lot in outdoor facilities. Grants Pass just opened or in, within the last few years opened an outdoor soccer facility. So those are the 
those are the challenges that we face when, uh, again, we're competing uh, for that type of business. And so it's really a focus for our uh, organization, and, and we're happy to talk yeah. more about that. Yeah, yeah. You were talking about some of these cool sporting events that you're able to attract. Talk about some of those. Talk about, you know, whatever, however you want to characterize them, your favorite, some of the more unusual, you know, kind of the ones that maybe flew under the radar that you wish more people knew about because they're really fun, really engaging, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, tremendous question. I, I think I'll start with a few of my favorites uh, from last summer alone. Um, it was a really fun summer for events exactly like that. I, I think the one that kind of kicked us off was um, we actually hosted a USA BMX national event. Uh, I believe it was the first time in a long time that our community had hosted a BMX event of that caliber that was sanctioned by uh, the national governing body, but it, it brought in riders, uh, over 700 young riders from, I think, 15 different states going all the way from Hawaii to the west, uh, North Carolina to the east, I think 45 riders from Canada. Um, but what was crazy is when the event left, we had established over the process of trying to get them into our community a, a pretty good relationship uh, with their chief event uh, officer. Mm -hmm. And uh, we received an email shortly after the event left saying, hey, listen, we, we have a seasoned crew that they're on the road year long. And it's a really hard thing to do to impress these guys hmm. uh, just because they're in so many destinations operating so many events that they're just, you know, they're, they're old hands and <laughs> you, can't, you can't make them smile. And he said, you know, we're three weeks post event and these guys can't quit talking about Eugene and, wow. and the experience they had at Emerald Valley BMX track. And um, as such, that particular event is a rotational national that goes to different locations throughout the Northwest uh, every year. Uh, we were actually able to secure that event again uh, for this coming up summer. It'll be in August. So one of my favorite events, uh, as we mentioned earlier, we also hosted the Professional Disc Golf Association's U.S. Masters Championship. And, and the unique thing about that event is we're able to showcase different parts of, of the county uh, Dexter Lake, all the way up into Oak Ridge with Circle Bar Golf Course, mm -hmm. and then out to Notai, uh, to Serene, Camp Serene. Um, and one of the champions uh, in the master's class, uh, when asked why he drove all the way from South Texas to Eugene, Oregon to play in this event, uh, looked behind him at Dexter Lake and pointed and said, because there is not another place on this earth that looks like this. There wow. will never be another PDGA event as cool as this one wow. uh, because of what the destination has to, yeah. to offer. Um, so it was, it was a tremendous summer. And yeah. then, you know, we have some great local events that, you know, are homegrown. One of my favorites is the Oregon State Hamadong. It's actually a martial arts competition oh, okay. or festival. Okay. Um, but it's, there, there's no combat. And it, it's all about technique and kind of the artistic side of, of the sport. Um, and they're really doing a great job of blending in cultural aspects. Um, it happens this, uh, this year, May 4th, the weekend of May 4th. Again, mm. one of those events that probably most locals don't know about. Sure. But it's a tremendous event that draws martial art um, participants from all over, the, uh, all over the country. And in fact, I think this year... We have uh, VIP guests coming in from as far away as Korea. Wow, that's really exciting. Yeah, I, this is Andy. I think that um, the other thing the audience might want to know is, you know, we're talking about these kind of 
unusual events mm-hmm. or different events, maybe is a better term. Um, but also the Sports Commission is available to anybody in the community. So if, you know, we hear about you know, Babe Ruth tournaments, mm-hmm. um, softball tournaments, uh, soccer tournaments, and if, if there are community groups that are organizing tournaments that, say, have, you know, 20 teams coming in, they have a vision of growing that to 40 teams, that's where the Sports Commission staff can really help. You yeah. know, we meet with those event organizers, figure out ways to find sponsors, to get volunteers to grow those events. And so I, I just want people to know that they're a resource and there's no cost to that. Mm-hmm. Just connect with our, our Sports Commission staff. Going back to the favorites from the summer, I, I'm in my 30 third year of being an official and a volunteer at the track and uh-huh. so i do work a lot of track meets but uh, going back to the junior olympics uh seven thousand participants wow. in that event wow. over the period of time from you know little kids to you know teenagers in their late teens you know and so uh that thing was uh, a lot of work yeah uh, but really special to see just the joy uh, in, in that it, the kids had so much fun and um and the parents and uh, uh, volunteers. And so I think that um, it's a reminder that it, people in the community make those things happen. Yeah, and yeah. so if people are interested in becoming an official or volunteering for those events, please do, uh, you know, look for those opportunities. We have the, that information uh, at Travel Lane County to mm-hmm. hook you up with Oregon Track Club and others that do that training um, and, and get involved because uh some of us aren't spring chickens anymore, <laughs> and uh, we need people to step sure, up and, sure. and make those events happen because they're really special. Yeah, let me reintroduce you guys. Uh, we're talking to Andy Vabora. He's the vice president of stakeholder relations, and J.B. Carney, he's the senior director of sports for Travel Lane County. Maybe as we're kind of getting towards the end here, talk a little bit about sort of the pitch or sort of the process of when you go out and try and bring these sporting events into town. I imagine, you know, it it, it doesn't just happen by happenstance. It is a real concerted effort to go basically sell our region, sell our community for these events. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and take uh, that question. This is uh, JB. You know, it's interesting, again, I I referenced a few things earlier um, as it relates to just the space uh, Mm -hmm. situation um, and the fact that we really are focused right now uh, until we can find a way to get more space built on, you know, very strategic niche segments. Mm -hmm. And, And I think because of the beauty, the diversity of our destination, you know, when we go out and talk to a USA Cycling, um, you know, a U.S. rowing, th- there is an awareness of Lane County, of Eugene, mm-hmm. Oregon. And so I think because we are focused on, uh, again, a very strategic uh, market, there isn't a huge pitch that happens. I think for us, the opportunity really is to leverage the work that's already been being done in the community with some of these local clubs um, and the events that we're already hosting and find a way to help them make them successful to grow. And so for instance, maybe right now, uh, in the sport of, um, BMX, we're hosting a state or regional event. Our goal is to help them get to the level where we can host a national championship. Hmm. Um, you know, coming up in June, we're going to host for the second year in a row, the U S rowing Northwest masters regional championship out of Dexter Lake. 
you know, our, our goal is to continue to support that event, to help build out Dexter, uh, to make it a premier rowing uh, venue, to, to eventually one day be able to host an NCAA championship or to host a U.S. Rowing Nationals event out at that location. And so, uh, again, we're very focused right now on certain sports and the goal really is not necessarily creating awareness of the destination because in a lot of instances it exists. It's it's supporting what's happening here locally, grassroots to grow to the level where we can host bigger and bigger championships. Yeah, yeah. Is important about sports is that one is our kids need it, mm-hmm. our communities need it, and it's uh, it's something that if we invest in as a community, uh, it's it's kind of recession resistant hmm. you know people hmm. that's a people great will point. cut a lot of things out of their budget before they'll cut their kids out of participating in sporting events sure. and so the more we can do it just helps across the board in terms of health emotional health and uh and the economic returns are obvious um, as we've talked about that today so i think that um, that's one of our charges is to you know kind of inform people about uh, those opportunities in the community and in our industry and continue to work with great partners who are <clears throat> helping with that um, across the region. And uh, I think we've got a pretty bright future. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, gosh, I really appreciate you guys coming in and, and chatting with us. Andy Vabora, Vice President of Stakeholder Relations and J.B. Carney, Senior Director of Sports for Traveling County. We will have you back. There's a lot of exciting stuff that we can talk about. Again, really appreciate you coming in and talking. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's our show for today. It's easy to think of our region's sports ecosystem as just Autzen Stadium, Matt Knight Arena, and Hayward Field. After all, they accommodate legions of screaming fans every year. But as you heard, there is so much more to our sports environment here in Western Oregon, and many outsiders think we're truly lucky. But it's not something we can take for granted, and the move to build and create more sports venues is critical for our future. I want to thank Andy Vabora, Vice President of Stakeholder Relations, and Senior Director of Sports, J.B. Carney of Travel Lane County, for coming on to talk with us. This show, along with all episodes of Oregon on the Record, is available at klcc.org. I'm Michael Dunn, and this has been Oregon on the Record on KLCC. Thanks for listening. <laughs>